Hi, I'm Dr. Mark Student. Welcome to the Academy of Chiropractic Doctors PI Program Consultations. I am very excited that you took the time to do this and make the commitment to your career, to your family, to yourself, just to be the best of the best through clinical excellence. Sit back and enjoy the consultations. Hey, I'm Dr. Mark Student, and welcome to this session of our podcast. Today I'm looking at a research article that on first blush looks pretty promising, <clears throat> and it's titled Comparative Clinical Effectiveness of Non-Surgical Treatment Methods in Patients with Lumbar Spinal Stenosis, a Randomized Clinical Trial. And this is the uh, Journal of the American Medical Association Network, an open journal, and um, it says Original Investigation under physical medicine and rehabilitation. This was published January 4th, 2019. So it's a relatively recent article that was put out. So let, let's just dig in a little bit before we really get to the core of the issues. Because on first blush, this looks like an outstanding positive article for the chiropractic profession. But we've got to dig in deeper and see what it's really doing. I Well, what you want to look at What's it doing for you or what's it doing to you? So the question is, is this doing something for us or to us? Now, in this particular article, which was um, the research was done out of the University of Pittsburgh, um, and we'll, we'll chat about that in a minute, um, we look at interventions and, and what was done. Well, there was medical care, <clears throat> excuse me group exercise, and manual therapy with individual exercise. Medical care consisted of medications and or epidural injections, and I'm reading, by the way, provided by a physiatrist, a medical doctor of physical medicine and rehabilitation. Group exercises were classes that were supervised by fitness instructors in senior community centers. Manual therapy slash individual exercise consisted of spinal mobilization, stretches, and strength training provided by chiropractors and physical therapists. When we looked at the results, uh, it says adjusted, they did 250 participants, mean age of 72 years old, 72.4 to be precise, um, adjusted between group analyses at two months, showed manual therapy with individual exercise, had greater improvements of symptoms and physical function compared with medical care or group exercise. Manual therapy with individual exercise had greater proportion of responders um, with symptom improvement in physical function and walking capacity at two months compared to medical care or group exercises. At six months, there was no difference between any of the groups. So on first blush, it shows you that there is a, an improvement with chiropractic slash physical therapy. Now, let's just dig into the article a little bit more. And it says, and we go into treatment arms is the topic they put here. And this is, um, um, I'm looking for the page. Can't find the page. Uh, not relevant. So actually it's on page four of 13 of this article. It says the manual therapy individual exercise arm involved treatment provided by either a chiropractor or physical therapist. Two chiropractors and two physical therapists were trained in the same treatment protocol, with each participant randomly assigned to one of four healthcare professionals. That just doesn't make sense to me. 
we used, which means that the chiropractors had to be assigned under a medical doctor, which just doesn't make sense because that's a physical therapy protocol, not a chiropractic protocol. We use clinicians from both professions to increase the clinical generalizability, wow, that's a hell of a word, of the treatment protocols because chiropractors and physical therapists can provide manual therapy and individual exercise instructions. Participants were treated two times per week for six weeks, with each treatment session lasting about 45 minutes. The clinicians followed a pragmatic treatment protocol that consisted of three basic interventions. One, warm-up procedure using a stationary bicycle. Two, manual therapy procedures, which include lumbar distraction mobilizations, hip joint mobilizations, side posture lumbar sacroiliac joint mobilizations, and neutral mobilizations. And three, individualized instruction and spinal stabilization exercise and home stretching. So, uh, and then each study participant was assessed for specific muscles that required stretching or strengthening. Um, so I've already given you the results. Here's the problem. On first blush, it looks wonderful. Um, however, because there is short-term gain for the chiropractic less physical therapy. But here we go amalgamating chiropractic or combining chiropractic and physical therapy as the same treatment. Now what they did was in this particular protocol was they give the chiropractor the physical therapy treatment protocols, which is joint mobilizations. There is zero high velocity, low amplitude thrust into that patient's spine. There is zero ability to affect central changes, which chiropractic does, meaning when you adjust that person, and the literature is very clear for almost 20 years right now, that a chiropractic spinal adjustment renders central or central nervous system, brain spinal cord, renders central changes. Joint mobilizations do not. Spinal chiropractic adjustments affect substance P, which is a protein for analgesia, for, for um, immunity, for a myriad of things. Joint mobilization does not. Chiropractic spinal adjustment affects changes in disparate areas, meaning if you're adjusting the cervical spine. There are huge pain reduction areas in the thoracic and lumbar spine, and that's clearly been documented. Joint mobilization does not. Chiropractic spinal adjustments um, change the positioning of the disc or plica between the facets, which affects spinal biomechanics. Joint mobilization does not. Spinal chiropractic adjustments affect the nociceptors, mechanoreceptors, and proprioceptors, as long as um, in all of the um, in the ligaments around it, in the Golgi organ, uh, the Golgi ligament apparatus, in the Pacinian corpuscles, in the Raffini corpuscles, the crimp and stretch receptors. Joint mobilization does not. Chiropractic spinal adjustment affects the nociceptors on the facets, giving that burst when you adjust that patient. Joint mobilization does not. So in fact, what's happening is they're lumping chiropractic into a therapy which does not have the same effect as chiropractic care and saying, look what chiropractic did. Well, actually, the chiropractor functioned as a physical therapist. So when I say, look what this article is either doing for us or to us, to me, this is 
to us. It's not. It's putting us in the same position as a secondary provider of physical therapist. It's lumping us together. It's using their nomenclature. That's why it's important to say we give a chiropractic spinal adjustment. It's not a philosophical issue. It's an it's a factual issue of what we do: high velocity, low amplitude thrust, changing the facets, changing or re, repositioning those plecas, affecting all of those. Uh, central nervous system uh, uh, entities that fire into the sp uh, into the lateral horn, uh, up the spinal thalamic tracks, up to the brain through the thalamus, bouncing off all the different the, the the different areas of the brain, and then going efferently down and making changes where the body has to to create homeostas homeostasis in spinal biomechanics, so that the body can right itself, so that the body can make changes. So there is autonomic changes which happens. Um, I mean, that's been known for a long, long, long time. Autonomic changes are happening. None of those things happen with joint mobilizations. So the University of Pittsburgh, which, by the way, and, 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 and um, I've had a, 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 a brief relationship with some of the researchers in here, and they're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people and do great things. But I have to tell you, you know, in the University of Pittsburgh in their primary spine care program, they bring in chiros and PTs to do the same thing. You can't have a PT leading the leading spine care. You can't have a PT interpreting MRIs and triaging. They're not trained to do that, even if they're a, a doctorate of physical therapy. When it comes to spine care, they're extremely limited. Listen, when it comes to extremities, they are the best at what they do. When it comes to spine care, they're great. Bring them in after we make the spinal changes to do core stabilization. To work on the muscles and balancing them. They're brilliant at that, but not leading the way in spine care. Joint mobilizations doesn't cut it. The literature is clear. Out of, I believe, Ontario, Canada, just a few years ago, an article came out which um, evaluated, I believe, something like 103 million life years, some crazy number, and they found that physical therapy was the first treatment option for spine Secondary disabilities went up 250% compared to chiropractic care. Opiates went up, I believe it was 34, 36% compared to chiropractic care. Medicine compared to chiropractic for spine, it's not even close. Opiates through the roof, cost up through the roof. It's not, it shouldn't be the first choice because you cannot have a pharmacological solution to a mechanical problem. The point is in this particular article on first blush, yes, it shows that there is short-term benefit. Physical therapy has short-term benefit, but when you're looking to make long-term changes, and I'm not saying that chiropractic would have had those long-term changes in this particular article. I'm saying it could have if first they allowed the chiropractor to practice chiropractic with what we do, not a physical therapy procedure of joint mobilization followed by exercise rehab. It doesn't make sense. That's why nomenclature is important, spinal chiropractic adjustment versus a manipulation. And I know the CPT codes say manipulation, but it lumps you together with the mobilizers. And it brings us down a very slippery slope for contemporary research articles like this that lump us together, that do not tell the truth about what we do. This article is very direct. It's very clear in what it says. But if you're a medical specialist looking at this, looking for solutions, because in the end it says 
A medical provider has to make very careful decisions now about the long-term health about what to do with their patient. Long-term, why would I want to give someone, you know, a, all this expenditure for no help at six months? Because it, it just doesn't make sense. Well, it does make sense. We know where we want to go with this, but it just doesn't make sense to me. It just, it, look at what it is either doing for you or to you. That's where we started this conversation. And to me, this is what it's doing to us. This should be an article about physical therapy. It should not be an article about chiropractic. So listen, I'm Dr. Mark Student. Thank you so much for sharing the time with me. And I look so much for sharing more articles with you. Thanks. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed the podcast you just heard. And it's been my pleasure to bring this to you. Please understand that this is a very small piece of the puzzle. And it is my goal to bring you many, many pieces of the puzzle so that the picture can become clearer, your practice can thrive, chiropractic can thrive, and I at least can be a small part of that um, in your life, and it's my pleasure. So again, if you want to chat, give me a jingle, 631-786-4253. That's 631-786-4253. Or go to our website at teach, T-E-A-C-H, Kairos, chiros.com. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you or chatting with you on our next podcast. Have a great day.